0: This is Sports Talk with Jock Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Ah, yes, a brand new season with Glenn Suter here on News Talk 770. Mr. Suter, how are you?
1: I'm well. I am well. Back from the Battle of Alberta.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, I saw right. you on television this weekend.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you would be the only one because it was up against uh, the <laughs> final game of the Stanley Cup Finals. So. Yeah, that was a little
0: tough. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a little tough. We had our own color commentator, uh, Greg Peterson. Of course, he was he was he was having a tough time keeping his attention to the game too because his brother Brent, of course, is uh, heavily involved with the Nashville Predators. So he he found it tough to keep his allegiances going this weekend as well. But uh, hey, we'll talk a lot about the Calgary of Stampeders tonight. There's so many, uh, so many. It was it was a, a wild off-season. There's no other way to put it. I know you, you joined us a couple of times throughout the off-season just yeah. to talk about all the things, but uh, uh, that's a big one for me. Uh, you know, I, I look back and I go, wow, I can't remember that crazy of an off-season happening in the Canadian football like, We've seen some crazy ones, but uh, we saw a lot of things go on this year.
1: We did, and, and I think it starts with the fact that as of July 1st, I believe, we will not have a commissioner. That's right. And that news that came down, and that's sort of been... Uh, You know, I think it pushed to the back burner a little bit over the last week or so as we started to actually see some live football uh, teams playing in the preseason. So that's a good thing. And I I think football operations-wise, the league will run smoothly while they search, and I hope that they don't rush that search. But uh, that that was probably the biggest. But there's, you know, a lot of changes. And and you take a look at, uh, you know, the teams, I think, at this point in the season we're trying to assess what teams have, what they look like going into the regular season. Uh, Devastating injury, Cordero Law, that's too bad for him. And I I, I was just talking to Dave, and I'm sure you did too, Dickinson, before that game, saying how so many teams are so stacked in rush end and defensive end and defensive linemen. And that was going to be a real strength in the league this year. It still is, but... Uh, Cordero law is a hit to that uh, to that depth in Calgary.
0: For yeah, sure. he certainly is. Hey, uh, before we get into some of the the top issues and some of the top topics, uh, you know, we we did have you on after the Jeffrey Orridge news broke, and yeah. you know, we we asked for your opinions on what the league needed for a new commissioner, and 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 you said, hey, I hope somebody from the league comes and talks to me, and and we can sit down and and discuss this. Has anybody from the league talked to you about it, Glenn?
1: Well no, not at this point. Uh I I have heard from some sources that are close to the um search committee that I am on a list. Uh I'm honored to be on a list if in fact I am. And uh maybe that call's going to come. I've already talked to TSN and I said, you know, if if the call came and and they asked me to sit down and talk and interview, I would do that. Um you know, I at this point it would be more almost to sort of learn what they are searching for exactly, what right. the criteria is, and also to sort of maybe set the groundwork for later in life. But, um, you know, I love what I'm doing, and, and I've got a five-year deal with TSN, so, uh, you know, that's, that's priority for me, getting ready for this season. I, I do hope, though, whether it's, you know, a guy like Greg Peterson or, or, you know, guys that have had a vested interest in the game, in our game, in the CFL game, for years. I hope that that's the type of person that they go out and find. I really think at this stage in the league's history, we need to take care of the football details, football ops, all the small details from press conferences, to injury updates, to um, player safety, to negotiating and and improving the relationship with the Players Association, and to build that relationship with minor football in our country to a point where all the kids that love the game enough to be signing up and playing in their local communities are coming to games. I mean, that's got to be the low-hanging fruit in this process, is to get a kid who's eight, nine years old, playing flag or touch football in Calgary or Vancouver or Prince George or wherever, to come down and go to see a Lions game or a Stamps game. I mean, uh, there's thousands of them. I think that alone, an approach there to improve those relationships would... Drastically improve attendance.
0: Boy, uh, very, very, very well said. And, and hey, having a law background d- doesn't hurt. So you mentioned Greg Peterson, Jock Cline. comes to mind. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously you don't have a bet law background, but uh, you know, obviously you, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Ford, all of these names. You know, I think would be would be excellent. It, it w- it'll be interesting to see what the CFL does do. And as you say, don't rush it. You know, I think the league is going to be okay for short term, but it is a very important hire for the Canadian Football League. Hey, let's move on, Glenn Suter, our CFL insider tonight, and uh, uh, let's let's deal with uh, another number of issues. First of all, Vince Young. Uh, Vince Young, uh, whether you like the signing or you didn't like the signing, he came to camp, but now he is injured. And, And we know how the CFL works. How loyal will the Saskatchewan Rough Riders be to Vince Young? Because they can just say, see you later, um, we don't need you anymore, we don't have to worry about your injury, we don't have to pay for the injury. Uh, as a CFL rookie, you can walk away. It's, it's a tough, mean game sometimes that way. R, do you think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are so invested in this player that they're going to want to keep him around for the next uh, six weeks with the torn, ha- torn hamstring?
1: Yeah, my, my gut feeling there is is that Chris Jones would like to keep him okay. and would like to evaluate him further as soon as he's healthy. Now, with a hamstring injury, they say four to six, and it's usually six to seven, only because at four or five, you're healthy again. And then every coach with a hamstring will always wait another week, maybe two, to make sure that they don't pop it again. So, um, you know, let's just say it's six weeks. We're five games into the year by then. Uh, regular season. So where that sort of quarterbacking dilemma in Saskatchewan, and, and that's all with all due respect to Kevin Glenn. I I think he still has some game left in him, but that is a question mark. Out of all the teams in the league, I think they are still as unsure as any team could possibly be at the quarterback position. So, I mean there's talk in Saskatchewan right now that and a lot of fans wanting Brandon Bridge to to start the season and let the young twenty five year old Canadian go and, and see what he can do with Kevin Glenn as the backup security policy. And that's what, you know, a lot of people are discussing now. So you know, I I think with Vince Young, if if it were me, um and I I don't mind this experiment, first of all, off the top. I, I, I know a lot of people criticize he hasn't played in five years. I mean, this is just trying to get headlines things like that. I don't think Chris Jones would do that. I, I think he, he saw him in Florida, really believed that the potential was still there to have a big season of him, or at least a rotation player with such a great resume that if he could get the game in the CFL, he could... You know, make some things happen and win some games. Maybe uh, by committee with Glenn and Bridge and then a Vince Young. So I think that was Chris Jones' plan going in. And then he saw him in camp. Now, before he got hurt, he was on a roller coaster ride. He had a couple of good practices, and then he kind of dropped and was the fourth-best quarterback for a couple of practices. That's a concern. Uh, because it's easy to do it in shorts in Florida in one practice or two practices. It's a little different when you're in day seven or eight of camp and you're sore and you're bruised and the fatigue is hitting you and you've got to get back up and get going. You're 34 years old. That's not as easy to do anymore, and he hasn't played for five years. So, uh, you know, I think to, to sum it up, I would say if Vince Young and his team, I mean, I'm talking agent – decide that he will sign a practice roster deal for practice roster money, then I would keep him around, rehab him, and see where the quarterback situation shakes down as as far as sort of week five or six in the season. If they're one and six and Vince Young is healthy again, he's back in the picture. If they're four and two, then you probably can cut him loose at that point. But I think my gut feeling, Jock, is that, Chris Jones wants to hang on to him and evaluate him further.
0: Okay, interesting. Uh, the Brandon Bridge story is interesting. I-, I think it's a huge risk for the Saskatchewaners. My my opinion is this is an important year for Chris Jones and the Riders organization. They don't want to be they don't want to be the weak sister of the Western uh, the Western Conference, and and that could happen. I, I think you got to go with the veteran, don't you? You got to go with Kevin Glenn as your starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, I agree. We're going to debate this in- on Saskatchewan Radio tomorrow. We teased it today, but um, <laughs> we we will debate at. Atlanta- I mean, the quarterback discussion in Saskatchewan is 24-7. Um, but, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, and I, I think that would be probably be my approach, and, and especially with Chris Jones. You take a look at how he managed the quarterback spot when he was in Edmonton. Mike Riley was a starter, but he always had sort of a play package for the backup, whomever that might have been, and it became um, James Franklin. Uh, so he may look to do that, start the veteran maintain sort of the consistency by the way kevin glenn as far as consistency goes over camp has been the best player the best quarterback at the position brandon bridge just had a big first quarter and start in the preseason in that 25 all tie to winnipeg and that's what's got the fans talking but i'm with you i I think the bottom line is you you go with the most consistent uh quarterback that you you've that has earned your trust and you know what he does you know what he's got then you have a play package for Bridge that he keeps coming in, he keeps getting more and more reps until you see a comfort level that you're good with, and then maybe, especially if Glenn gets nicked or something, you're way more comfortable starting. But it is a bit of a risk to start him because there's that unknown factor. How will he do over four quarters? How will he do when he throws a pick and has to bounce back from that? I mean... You know, there's a lot of boxes that you have to check off when you're a new starter in the league.
0: Yeah, true, true enough. The one thing I do like, and, and you know, we have it here in Calgary with Andrew Buckley, who has yeah. a very good opportunity to be the, the number two guy in the depth chart. Brandon Bridge, probably the number two guy in the depth chart to start the season for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. These are not just token Canadians getting a chance. These are These are Canadians. It doesn't matter what your passport is. They're good quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, they are, and I, I applaud both Chris Jones and Dave Dickinson for not sort of showing the bias that some coaches in the past, I'm not even talking about the current coaches now, but in the past there's been coaches that won't be patient enough to take a look at a Canadian quarterback, Uh, won't give them sort of the benefit of the doubt. We'll just sort of assume going in that, hey, the guys we can go find that played at Alabama and USC and those type of schools are going to be further along than the kid that played at Guelph or at UBC. Um, and, And that's been a bias that I think quarterbacks have fought with american coaches and and good for day for just evaluating andrew buckley for what he is just take a look at him as an athlete as a quarterback i think he shows great poise that last drive in edmonton was it reminded me a little of the drive that mike riley put together when he was behind travis Lule in bc and basically wally Buono said later but at the time he was thinking if mike riley can put a drive together, he makes a team if he can't, he's probably going to get cut that game that day, so Riley had one series he, he put a touchdown on the board and made the team behind Lule in BC and now fast forward to a starting <laughs> quarterback, a champion, the leader in Edmonton yeah and, that's and a great you know story. I, I think Buckley's drive at the end of that Edmonton game is was a similar scenario.
0: Here's what we saw. We saw a pretty good game, preseason game, for the Edmonton Eskimos and the Calgary Stampeders. And from an Edmonton perspective, uh, you saw a very good performance from James Franklin. Now, we all know, because it's been a hot-button topic, uh, he becomes a free agent at the end of this season. So now there is this great debate, what do you do with James Franklin? Do you lose him as a free agent? Do you trade him? Or maybe you think he's got such an upside. Could you possibly trade Mike Riley. Uh, boy, that would be a risky, risky move for a, a rookie general manager in Brock Sutherland, the new general manager in Edmonton, but could, yeah. that, be a, could that be a situation?
1: Well, I, I think it has to be discussed. Now, if it were me, again, you know, put your GM hat on like we all like to do, uh, and if it were me, I don't think I would trade Mike Riley. I, I think there are, I think there are good leaders and there's lots of good leaders in football right now. And then there's a handful of great ones. And I think Mike Riley's in that great category. And that's why the intangibles are why I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to trade Mike Riley. Yeah. But for
0: said, Pound, he may be the toughest guy in the, in the Canadian Football League.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just the it's things he does in the room and in the locker room that I keep hearing and, uh, and the respect from his teammates. And like I said, there are a lot of good leaders in the league, but I would put Riley at the top of that list. Now, having said that, uh, I think this is a discussion that is going to get heated up as we go into the regular season. Now, Jason Moss is, is, is a coach. He's a coach to the bone. So he, he says, I want the best players I can get. Therefore, I want both. I want James Franklin and Mike Riley because then I have two starters available. And that's the way he described it to me before the preseason game. I want both. I said, okay, but there's a business side. And James Franklin could walk in February without you getting anything for him. And he said, I'm going to leave that to Brock. <laughs> and, and I understand. Now, obviously, they'll talk and things like that. But, um, you know, there's, there's a couple of scenarios here. Mike Riley is 32 years old, and, and Franklin is 25. So there's that. Uh, Franklin still hasn't proven that game in and game out in the regular season, he is going to be the guy that we've seen and that we've sort of labeled as the next one. I mean, you take a look at his potential and when he has been on the field and and the plays that he's made and how calm and controlled he looks in the huddle and that he's just so comfortable right now. He looks like a starter. He looks like the next one. Um, But you still aren't the next one until you do it. So there's that risk. Also, Franklin at 25 is is in that age group where if he did hit it as a starter and have a huge monster year over 5,000, Maybe he wants to go to the NFL and give it a try. So you could lose him, and if you trade Mike Riley, you're left with nothing in that scenario. Now, here's the other one, though. and I'm throwing all these out here because right. I think this is an, a fascinating discussion and debate and will happen for the next month. Franklin probably doesn't get you as much as Mike Riley if you put one of them on the market right now. I would agree with that. I mean, Mike Riley is a proven champion, and I could see a first-round pick And possibly two starters. One for sure. But, you know, possibly a second starter for Mike Riley. I think that's a little bit less for James Franklin only because we're talking potential, not facts, not a history. And we have to see with James Franklin still. you know, and and Brock Sutherland does not want to be sitting in February and get nothing.
0: No, I agree with you 100%. Boy, it's, it's going to be one of those stories that we have to follow. Uh, we are getting a little tight on time, believe it or not, but uh, Blair has been on hold for a while. Blair, you're on the air with our CFL Insider. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Jock.
1: Right on, guys. Hey, Jock, good talk to you. Glenn, real quick, I know we're up against it. Last year I called you a couple times on this rule about that when there's offensive zone going on, and they throw to a a player and it's incomplete, and they call a penalty on the other side of the field. I I don't know the terminology. Did they do, you thought they were going to address that in the off season. Have they fixed that, or is it still the same? It's a great question, and I know you're not going to like the answer. Um, Oh jeez, please tell me they're not going to do that again. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, and and I sat in rules committee meetings again this year, they had a, a lengthy discussion. In fact, it dominated the meetings. It was most of the day in the Rules Committee meetings on this one topic alone. And it, the consensus at the end of it was that they don't want to make a snap judgment after making a drastic change like that and make a snap judgment to go back the other way. Um, I actually tried to, you know, argue or, or make the point that you're making. and Because I, I agree, it happened in the preseason game. Yeah,
0: the Between, illegal contact away from play, I hate it.
1: That's right. Oh, I, 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 I hate that. Glenn, next year the meeting, call me up. I'll pay my ticket. I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Blair. <laughs> Strength in numbers when we get in the meeting. I
0: hear you. Uh, well, you know, it, it's going to be one of those contentious issues. A video replay always is, Glenn. I know they're concerned about the flow of the game. Uh, we talked about that earlier. They're, they're trying to, you know, at least be concerned about the flow of the game. Uh, but that one is, uh, is going to stick around.
1: Yeah, it is, and at least for this year. I, I, I really believe, though, because of the debate I heard, and I can't be specific here, but right. um, the debate I heard in that room, that they're going to look at it one more year, and then it'll just be discussed again, and I won't be surprised at all to see it leave then. I Honestly, I, uh, there's a football argument to be made for why they're doing it, And under the premise from the official's point of view of trying to get more calls right than not, I get all that part. And there is a football argument to be made, but that the fan does not want to hear it. And and we have to start thinking about the perception from the fan. I think, you know, someone says, a lot of people will say, oh, it's just perception. Don't worry about it. The facts are here. In fact, there were only two or three times that happened in the season last year, but I made the analogy it's kind of like a shark attack. They only happen once a year but when they do no one wants to go <laughs> swimming again. <laughs> you know, like, they're so big and they get so much talk for so long because <laughs> there's yeah. so this this is this is a rule that's going to be here for this year. Um, They will be able to challenge illegal contact away from where the ball was thrown. I don't think the fans will ever accept this, and the perception will always be bad, and that's why I think it should change.
0: Hey, Blair, I appreciate the call. Glenn, I appreciate your time. Uh, We didn't even really touch the Calgary Stampeders, but guess what? We can do it again on Thursday night. We can talk a lot about the Stampeders on Thursday. A really good show to kick off the season. I look forward to having you again all season long. Uh, You have a great night.
1: Thanks. You too, Jock. I look forward to it all year. All
0: right. Glenn Suter, our CFL insider. He'll join us every Tuesday night, every Thursday night, right here on Sports Talk with Jock. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.